Welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast that covers the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm senior writer John Cargan, and today I'm joined by Steve Sewell, grief counselor, speaker, trainer, author, and organization encourager. Steve Sewell has done webinars for ASI University on various topics. One of them is what we will be talking about today, how to thrive and nurture hope during a prolonged crisis. Steve, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to be here here with you, John. Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate you making the time. And obviously, we've all been going through a prolonged crisis, much longer than I think we thought initially. Um, you know, it, it'll be uh, by the time everyone's listening to this, it'll be a year and a month. Um, you know, for you, and especially in your role as a grief counselor, have you been busier than ever during this pandemic? Yeah, you know, John, that's a that's a great point, and I think uh, you know the the connectiveness that we have with this has been devastating to us all. We never anticipated it to be this long. I think remember when we were all saying we're going to flatten the curve, and uh, we were going to be just hanging on for just a little while, and a little while turned into summer, and summer turned into Christmas, and here we are in and, uh, you know, approaching the summer months of 2021. And so it's been really, really crazy knowing that all of this, my schedule has been out of, out of the box. <laughs> I've had to reimagine what uh, individual counseling is like and group, uh, a lot of group work, a lot of working with teams and uh, how to work with uh, uh, off-site uh, work as well as on-premises, factory workers as well as, as uh, office. So it's, it has been crazy. I didn't even think about the group work. I mean, is that, I guess on one hand, you know, I think of like a Microsoft Teams or a Zoom call might seem easier, but at the same time, I don't know, that must be different for counseling, right? Yeah, you know, a lot of my counseling uh, for the last 14 months has really been uh, a Zoom call, very virtual on probably, I think I can count five or six different platforms. And of course they all change at one time, you know? <laughs> uh, so I can, just when I think I'm, 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 I'm pretty confident about Zoom as some changes or Teams or, you know, something else. Uh, a lot of it has been, and amazingly enough, uh, there's been a very few number of companies that have brought me in to uh, provide extra support and, and uh, care for their team members. Wow. Now, obviously, everybody's going through a lot, you know, and has been going through a lot. Um, when you are, are kind of tasked with this, when you're brought in to, to talk to people, is it is it challenging to come up with advice to try and encourage everybody? Because, you know, no one's ever really gone through something like this before. You know, that's a great question. I'm asked that a lot. And I'm always amazed at uh, the the background of people. And if you look at it, you know, you're right. We have never experienced this. I was even talking with a 93-year-old uh, funeral director. He's been working in the business for, I think he said, you know, hanging around with the funeral home for 75 years. He's never seen anything like this before. Uh, and so funeral homes, you know, if you think about that, they're, they're always in busy. They're, they're always in business. So what they see is pretty much what you're going to see, you know, happen overall. And the margin for people in this is just nuts. So uh, offering advice has been um, 
really been the the challenge, if you will, because everybody is at a different place. For instance, you have some people who are very pro-mask and pro-six feet and uh, no going out and so forth. And then you have others who could say, I don't really care. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. No one's going to tell me how to run my life, you know, and all those kinds of things. And it turns into be, you know, some country song. <laughs> so it's this <laughs> massive, different, varied levels of of uh, response. Yeah. What, you know, I guess without getting too specific, in terms of who you have been uh, treating or, or talking with, what, what's been the sentiment either way? Have you gotten more pro-mask, more people worried about going out, or more of the other, uh, th those marching to that beat, the country song beat? You know, uh, I think it's probably close to 50-50. Wow. Um, and, and a majority of the people that I'm connecting with are people that are dealing with so much more than just the, the you know, do I wear a mask or how am I supposed to work from home? Um, and it's, it's so many very because our life has continued on. So a lot of what this this whole pandemic has promoted, if you will, has been this problematic graph uh, grief or this prob or this um, uh, dysfunctional setting that we're always in. So we life goes on. We still have kids to, to parent. We still have parents that are in nursing homes. We still have groceries to buy. We still have uh, our own personal um, uh, hobbies that we'd like to go into. Meanwhile, our the entire home now is our life. And so just like very much like where you are, you, it looks like you might be in the kitchen. So, um, you know, people don't have the luxury of having their own office or in their own room. Um, as a place. And so having to sort through some of those things have just been many, many of the things that I've had to work with people on. What are, you know, since, since, uh, you know, like, like we've already, we've already pretty much covered that, you know, this is different than anything anyone's ever gone through and that it is challenging to give advice, but what are some easy ways, even some easy principles that, that, you know, people can apply during this time of uncertainty? Well, I think the thing that I'm always encouraging people to do is look back as they look forward. So you look back at the kinds of ways that you've developed over time, the way that you're wired, so to speak. And the way that we're wired usually results around our relationships, our values, and uh, the 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 core development of who we of, of, of who we are. So I always think about our values as being our faith, our virtues, our, our beliefs. What do we believe about this thing? What do we believe about uh, life in general? Are we more the half cup filled or the half uh, uh, empty uh, filled uh, you know equation? Um, how do we handle stress and conflict and crisis? What happens to us when uh, we lose footing on some of those values? We begin to see ourselves maybe sink down a little bit. I always think about uh, the relationships that we have around us. And so I think that helps us uh, deal with things. Do we have a strong support? I always talk about um, in our lives, we, we, we really need three different kinds of people in our life. We need friends that are solid, people that are know us 
better than anybody else. Uh, they gave us feedback. They gave us pushback. They usually know about stuff first. Um, they are very possibly our spouse or our partner, but they're also um, a, a lifelong friend. They know how we're going to handle stuff before it hits. Uh, I've got a buddy named Jeff who who knows that. He he'll call me uh, when I'm in a in a bind and he knows I'm I'm in a bind and he says what are you listening to right now <laughs> because he knows I'm a music guy you know and if he you know if he knows that I'm listening to some you know sorry sappy stuff he's like let's play some ACDC <laughs> <laughs> or let's let's hit some Metallica on you know let's get some rhythm going you know yeah. um, so our, our friends are really important the second most important person that we need in our lives to go through pandemics or crisis, or culture shocks of any kind, are um, are our professional friends. These are the people that do our job, but probably do it better. These are the ones that have had our job. Maybe they're retired. Maybe there's people that have moved on in our lives, but we've kept in touch with them. Why? Because they've got tips, quips, tricks. Uh, they know how to deal with crap that happens. <laughs> You know, and they know that one client that just will not be happy. But for some reason, they've made a dent in their happiness. <laughs> so there's like, oh, yeah, there's Joe. Oh, there's Joe from that company. OK, here's how you treat Joe. Right. You know, and you and you these people are the ones that are just do your job. They've been doing it for a while and they do it um, so much better than you. Yeah. And the third uh person is someone like me you need a counselor because life happens and sometimes talking about the various things that are going on in our lives that's what needs to be uh, part of our life uh, when I talk to people I'm always asking people what are your eyes open to what are your eyes open to and are they open for miracles or are they open to more bad news you know, I think there's some people in this pandemic have watched the news entirely oh, yeah. way, way too much. And then there's others who have just blinded their eyes completely to everything. Um, is there a balance there that we can do? So opening our eyes to what's behind us and what's in front of us really uh, do make a big difference on how we can handle this for sure. The idea about having a counselor, which I think is a great idea, and you know, working for ASI, luckily they provide counselors to us. But for people who who don't have that accessibility, uh, you know, especially even people that that you know may have lost their job and, and lost that kind of accessibility during the pandemic, is there is there any advice you could give them on, on a way to, I don't know, uh, to to either obtain counselor? you know, counseling in an affordable manner, anything like that? Sure. Yeah, I think, John, that's a great, it's a great question. And I'm asking, that's a very fair question, too, because we've had so many transitions, right? Yeah. Uh, as you just mentioned, you know, people have been furloughed, so their services are not offered, or only a limited number of services are offered, or they've cut the entire EIP program altogether because they're trying to save money to keep people in their seats, and uh, it's been really hard. So when I think about counselors, I always think about life coaches, maybe ministers, chaplains, uh, maybe uh, therapists, maybe maybe you have a longtime friend 
that is a counselor that you can call up and you can say, hey, I need a favor. I need I need a session with you. I have a friend that she's a counselor and I always call up and I said, hey, you got a moment. And that's code for I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. And she has the same uh, response to me that when she calls and she says, hey, you got you got time today or tomorrow. That's code for she needs help and I need to provide her some time. Sometimes it's just 30 minutes of her, of her and I, we just vent and we're struggling through this whole thing because people are just driving us nuts. Or <laughs> it's the very personal you know, thing. See, this pandemic has really caused us to be in uh, a, a, a zone where we could very easily lead on empty. And leading on empty is dangerous. We have to have hope. We have to have some kind of built-in reservoir when our tank is empty. We can be switched to another tank that has a little bit of hope while the other tank is getting filled up. And it's really, really important. This thing is really uh, almost kind of like shocked us when no one else is looking. Um, this is who we are. Uh, and we like to be in control of who we are. Absolutely. And this pandemic has really caused us to uh, create ha havoc in our own lives. It's split up marriages. It has ruined relationships with kids. Uh, believe it or not, the uh, pet care um, industry has shown that more people are adopting right now uh, pets of all different kinds because they're lonely and they're feeling uh, nostalgic because they, they want life to be back in place or the opposite has come to true too where we've had more deaths in pets because pets have not been treated nicely. Yeah. What, um, well, I mean, that's, you know, I, I can't transition from that. That's a, that's a sad, uh, yeah, sorry. that's a sad statement right there. But, um, it, you know, and, and it's something that I guess we can all, that, that is the thing, like you said, when, when you're a fellow counselor friend calls up and says, you know, I need a moment, you know, that's code, uh, because you guys have that relationship. Is there a way that people who are afraid to reach out to talk to somebody or, or afraid to let people know that they're struggling, any way you can give them like maybe their own code or, or even something to help them feel confident in going to somebody? You know, I think a lot of times, John, what we're talking about here is asking for help. Yeah. And it, the ask really has to happen. Um, we're not heroes. We're human beings. We're not superheroes. We are human beings. We're not even super human doings. We're human beings. And so if we're going to be really truthful and really honest and transparent about who we are as a, as a, as individuals, we have to remember that we're not our best when we are stressed. And so when we are stressed, we really need to reach out to people. Um, I can think of uh, uh, a CEO of a, of a company right now that is um, reaching out for support. Uh, his wife actually called me. Don't even know his wife. Uh, I've known him for a number of years uh, as a client, uh, and she 
got my information and called me and she goes, hey, uh, my husband's never going to reach out. He loves his company. He loves his employees. And he's always talking about employees getting help and support. And I'm helping them. But he's not asked for help. And so I sent him a text and I said, hey, how are you doing? I know you care about the others, but how are you holding up? And he wrote me this long, long, long text. And we began texting and that's our counseling. He's not signing up for a session, uh, a traditional session where, you know, we're sitting and I'm thinking, so tell me how you feel. You know, that's that, that, that rarely does that ever happen anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's the, it's the new forms of conversations that I'm having with people like you about this topic saying, what can we do to help people feel Uh, accepted and cared for. And here's the deal. When people feel accepted and cared for, there's less anxiety and there's less stress and they feel uh, comforted. But when people say no to other people about care and about encouraging and just providing empathy or what I call presence, closing your mouth and just being there for someone, when we say no to that, the heightened anxiety is off the chart. And that's where we have suicide issues. That's where we have uh, a more addiction issues. That's why we have less hope in our world and thriving becomes almost impossible. You, you know, as I mentioned the CEO, I mean, he's gotta be like, like a lot of CEOs, especially in our industry, um, who just have so much on their plate. You know, they're worried about their, their employees. You know, some have had to make cuts, some have to, do furloughs. They're not sure when they're going to bring them back. They're worried about their business, how they're going to provide. What kind of advice, you know, not obviously not asking you to, to share what you shared with, with uh, that guy, but what kind of advice would you offer generally to some of these business leaders who are just going through something that they certainly didn't learn how to go through in, in college or, you know, even, you know, through some of their mentors, no one has experienced it quite like this. What advice do you have for them? So I think there's a couple things that we can admit uh, about this this whole pandemic that kind of leads us to hope. And that is the idea of pivoting has been almost essential. Uh, we've really had to watch our tongue. We've had to watch how much TV we've had to watch. Uh, we have had to try to go outside more, get off of our screens and our, our devices. Um, and so pivoting is really important. Um, there's a hospital uh, that I work with that um, really changed the way that they provide care to their employees. Uh, they have had the intranet, you know, that uh, yeah. internal uh, connection that they have, and nobody was watching it because everybody was just so tired of Zoom calls and virtual meetings and team togetherness and they just was like you know nobody so what they did was they hired three people that walked around and just asked people how they were (laughs) amazing you know you wouldn't think that that would be uh, an important thing so I think a lot of companies if we're only focused on the nuts and bolts of this era right now this season of our life we're really missing the boat entirely. So if I'm a CEO 
and I'm only watching the numbers. I'm only watching the products and how many people are in their seats and, and getting sales done. And I'll say, if that's all I'm doing, I'm missing out on some serious opportunity to grow the company by the character. And let's face it, I mean, for instance, for me, I, a couple of days ago, I was, I was, on, the, I was on an airplane uh, and it was full of people where four months ago I was on an airplane and there was literally 10 people on the entire flight. Yeah. So things are starting to change a little bit, but pivoting is really important. So how do you pivot? How do people listening right now, how are they pivoting? How are you pivoting in this whole pandemic? Are you making room for people or have you shut everybody down, moved everybody away? I think another thing that I've um, always, uh, I have been talking about for years and years, but paying attention to to their core values uh, is going to really shape them. I, I believe that when I have my eyes open for miracles or blessings or positive outcomes, I'm, I'm, I begin to look for ways that I can help, look for ways that um, I can respond to something. You know, on Facebook, you know, social media in general, gosh, there's just so much negativity out, right? Yes, there is. <laughs> so rather than feeding into that, maybe turning it off, maybe watching it only on the weekends, or maybe encouraging family togetherness. And that's how we can pivot, but that's also how we can pay attention to the core values. Again, it's paying attention to the margin in your life and the boundaries. Um, one, of the, one, of the, uh, uh, one of the webinars that I did for ASI and for the UASI University is blurred boundaries, how we can stay away from the blurriedness and stay focused in the things that we need. Absolutely. Well, I think that uh, hopefully somebody has, uh, everybody listening really has taken away something from this that, that will help them because we all need help right now. And uh, even if we think we don't, we, you know, it's, it's the time when you find out that you need help. Sometimes it's too late that you, you need to be taking care of yourself mentally, spiritually, physically. And, uh, and I appreciate you taking the time to offer this, this advice and these tips. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, John. I just uh, hope that uh, th this can be an encouraging and, you know, may maybe as a closing idea, closing thought, um, what produces hope in you will show up. What produces hope in you will show up. And uh, I believe that's a promise, but I also believe that it's, it's good common sense positivity as well. I like it. Steve, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much, John.